There are some stories in Jewish history that are so bizarre, so fascinating, so completely wild that they feel straight out of a movie. Join hosts Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab for Season 3 of Jewish History Nerds, a new season of intrigue, mystical realms, and bloody battles. Jewish History Nerds will keep you on the edge of your seat as you learn all about some of the craziest and most amazing, yet largely unknown stories that fill Jewish history books. Jewish History Nerds Season 3, hosted by Yael Steiner and Jonathan Schwab, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. Today is February 17th, 2019. The day was February 17th, 1913. More than 1,200 artworks by around 300 artists were on display in New York City. Matisse, Gauguin, Duchamp, Kathleen McEnery, Picasso, Munch, Cezanne, Degas, Hopper, and more American and European artists all had work on exhibition at the 69th Regiment Armory on Lexington Avenue and 25th Street. It was all part of the International Exhibition of Modern Art, or what came to be known simply as the Armory Show. More than 1,200 artworks by around 300 artists were on display in New York City. It's easy to recognize these names now, and we'd consider their work valuable. But back in the early 1900s, the cultural distance between the United States and Europe was far greater. The American art scene looked nothing like the European art scene at the time. While art in Europe was getting pretty risky, think cubism, futurism, and abstract sculpture, art in America was still stuck within pretty rigid boundaries. More realistic art, like that of the old masters, was still popular in the States, and the people who could afford to collect art were acquiring new pieces to affirm their status. The National Academy of Design 
a rather traditional arts organization, acted as a kind of gatekeeper in the New York City art world, only letting in the artists whose work stayed in an acceptable lane of idealism. But there were artists who refused to accept the stifling of experimentation in American art. In 1911, artists Jerome Myers, Elmer McRae, Walt Kuhn, and Henry Fitch Taylor started meeting at Madison Gallery in New York to discuss forming a society that would help young artists exhibit their work in America. By the end of the year, the four artists banded together with other artists to form the Association of American Painters and Sculptors, a blatantly anti-academy group whose goal was to exhibit, quote, the works of progressive and live painters, both American and foreign, favoring such work usually neglected by current shows and especially interesting and instructive to the public. So Walt Kuhn, the organization's president, Arthur Bowen Davies, and artist Walter Pack combed Europe looking for artworks to take back across the pond. They found hundreds of works, and Davies and Kuhn arrived back in New York near the end of 1912. And in America, the association had been gathering the works of artists like Albert Pinkman Ryder, Edith Demott, Marsden Hartley, and Ethel Myers. There was no jury for the exhibition, unlike the Academy shows. In December, the association sent out a call for artists to submit works in any medium. Here's a line from that circular. The association particularly desires to encourage all artwork that is produced for the pleasure that the producer finds in carrying it out. They didn't take all the submissions, but they did take a lot. Collector John Quinn said the following at the show's opening. The members of this association have shown you that American artists, young American artists, that is, do not dread and have no need to dread the ideas or culture of Europe. They believe that in the domain of art, only the best should rule. This exhibition will be epoch-making in the history of American art. On the night it opened, the exhibition attracted 4,000 guests. But as you could imagine, people had wildly mixed reactions, ranging from the utterly disgusted to the highly enamored. The show basically went the early 20th century version of viral. Duchamp's Cubist painting, Nude Descending a Staircase, particularly had people in a tizzy. The magazine Art News offered readers $10 if they could figure out what it meant. One critic said it looked like an explosion in a shingle factory. Another said it looked like an academic painting of an artichoke. In general, reviewers questioned whether the so-called progressive work could really even be considered art. All that said, the show had a ton of fans. Before the Armory show was over in New York and headed to Chicago for its next run, it pulled in 87,000 visitors. Change wouldn't happen immediately. The show made many American artists feel like they had license to experiment, while others weren't so sure of the longevity of the new art styles. Galleries started carrying more modern and contemporary art, though they favored European artworks. And the show did open up conversations about art that had previously been limited to the elite. 
the art world in America was headed for an upheaval, and the kind of art that was considered good was about to broaden drastically. And the show did open up conversations about art that had previously been limited to the elite. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. As I was researching this episode, I was just thinking about how this whole event would cause a lot of Twitter madness today. Like, even people who stuck up for the artwork at the show had to take some heat. The Chicago Tribune even published this poem. I called the canvas cow with cud and hung it on the line. Although to me twas vague as mud, twas clear to Gertrude Stein. Catch you tomorrow for another episode. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Check out Unpacking Israeli History Podcast. From the history of infamous terror groups Hamas and Hezbollah to the story of Nakba to Israel's disengagement from Gaza in 2005, there's so much to uncover. Unpacking Israeli History cuts through the noise and helps you understand Israel's present through understanding Israel's history. Catch up on previous seasons and enjoy new episodes from Season 6 each week. So educate yourself. Learn the history behind the headlines. Find Unpacking Israeli History wherever you listen to podcasts. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 